0: This is Courage Cast, faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey, friends, I'm Eric Nordoff, and I'm with you again here on location. Talking with you from Western Michigan. Uh, I'm visiting my in laws this week, and uh, we're continuing our conversation with Neil Anderson. This is a five part conversation, and in this episode, we get into controlling the controllables. We wrap up his time with Southwestern Books, and I ask him one more question about that, but then we also dive into the book, part of the book, Chapter 5, where we get into controlling the controllables, and he shares some interesting insights into the concepts there, and then also dives into the three types of fear as well as we start talking about the share cycle. So really great stuff here, guys. I think you'll come away, no matter if you are a wellness advocate with doTERRA, you're doing a network marketing business, you're an entrepreneur pursuing your dreams, there is something, there are nuggets that you can pull out of here that are fear-slaying, courage-building nuggets. So without further ado, let's dive into part three of my interview with being the Starfish author, Neil Anderson. You said after you accepted Jesus with this lady you you some, something changed you didn't have the fear that you had uh-uh. before Be- was it because you had your eyes on Jesus was it because G- his spirit came in and you know, how would you describe that those next 10 door knocking experiences
1: well i i believe it was the holy spirit and i believe it was a lot of um you know taking weight off my shoulders and and i think where people can really have a shift is to realize that um, you're part of a larger story mm. and without your individual gifts talents and treasures the puzzle doesn't fit together you know the the, the engine does not work mm. and once you start seeing it by that you look at it as hey i've got to do this part you know this next family needs to hear this message just like with you know an in, in instance of um, doTERRA listeners you know the next family needs to hear about you know, this natural way to uh, to take care of your family, you know, a great way to, um, you know, have a four year retirement where you can spend more time with your kids and spend more time doing things that you love to do, serve, travel do uh, mission work. So it was it was uh, a combination of that. But I think the other thing was, is I was seeing that the law of averages works. I was seeing that I could only control my schedule my work habits, my attitude and how well I served people. Yeah. And if I did that, I could win every day.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that then. Let's talk about controlling the controllables. Because when we when which is in chapter 5 of Being the Starfish, you 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 talk about this concept of of um really just focusing on what we can control and how how does um because it seems it seems like we're we're actually trying to release control in in our faith life, right? Because in in our walk right. with God, right, we, our our call is to surrender to Him and surrender ourselves so that we're not focused on ourselves, um, and we're allowing His Spirit to come in and and uh, and move us and change us and and um, do the ministry work that He needs to do in our heart. So how how do you Line up controlling the controllables, which is a which is a control issue, um, with with your faith walk, and uh, and how and how does how does courage and fear play into this whole concept of controlling the controllables?
1: Well, maybe a, a better term, maybe, and I'll write about this in the next one about focusing on the controllables because I don't, I mean, control isn't is a sort of tricky word. And especially for a believer, because you're right, you know, you hear, give it up to God. You know, I hope God shows up. You know, I mean, God's always there. I don't know why he wouldn't show up. He's there. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, like focusing on the things that make a difference and that will move you to the next step of fulfilling God's calling on your life versus being distracted by a bunch of things that don't matter. Right I see that on you know these Facebook groups with even Doterra, where people are running down ninety thousand different rabbit holes and there's a new program or there's a new challenge or there's a new this or a promo or something and it's it's oftentimes not because they want to control something because they're getting distracted, so I think there is a difference, but you know controlling the things that you can control are so limited because uh. God has this thing and it's going to happen, mm-hmm. whether you're going to be part of it or not. And you can either it'll be either really hard for you or it'll be somewhat less hard for you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's your uh, it's it's you're in control of that to so determine
0: on unnecessary burdens when we totally to, when we try to exhort our own control out of our own power, out of our own strength and where yes. we, where we have no place to control. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes, and that we uh, we think what we want is what God needs, and it's not. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So you say in the book we have three things that, that we have control of. We have control of our attitude, of our work habits, and then how well we serve people. And then you and, – and and really – these are responses. These are how we wake up. It, we have we have control of this every minute of our day. This is the free will that yes. God, God gives us to to have self control over. Um, and then you get then you dive into the three types of fear: fear of rejection, or fear of failure, and fear of success. Mm-hmm. How do those? Why did you decide to put those there in the book right after you say that we can control those three things?
1: Well, I I think what happens is, is that as I wrote this, it was more of a playbook for uh, somebody that wanted to walk through the most uh, impactful things that you need if you want to be a professional uh, share person, right? Salesperson, (laughs) whichever, right? And I think it's perfect for life anyway. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, so we talk about things you can control and then we move into the things that cause us to to oftentimes focus on um, things you can't control. Right. Like, for instance, people don't buy on Memorial Day or whatever. So I won't have a class. Okay, I won't do a presentation. Right. Well, that comes from one of the fears. Now, one that I did not include that I should have is the fear of missing out, which is huge, Mm -hmm. right? So somebody won't do something on Memorial Day because the fear of missing out on something else. Now, I'm not saying you're supposed to work all the time. um, But when you have people in town for a short amount of time, okay, I mean, are are you really going to be just doing Memorial Day like the whole day or is it usually just a couple hours? I mean, it's all over the board. But some people, because of their fear of failure, will use that as a justification to do nothing over Memorial Day weekend
0: or mm, 4th they of July. don't want to have the rejection.
1: Right. So if you think about it, any response that somebody has, there's a payoff behind that. So if they say, well, you know, nobody really comes to classes during Christmas time or nobody really, you know, will see a presentation uh, or even in the corporate world, you know, if you're calling on lawyers like I used to do, like, oh, well, lawyers don't want to meet with you on, you know, and you make these these. um these statements, all I have to do is say, okay, what's the payoff for them saying that? And the payoff is they don't have to face their fear, Mm. right? They don't have to overcome as an example, when you're talking about having to go knock on the doors is I would say nobody's going to open the door on, on Memorial day, which the payoff for me is I don't have to feel that discomfort of the fear of rejection all day. It's very, very simple. So try that with the statements that are said, and you'll, it'll, it's very quick to figure out what the payoff is for them and why they're using it.
0: Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's good. <clears throat> so we're self-sabotaging self-sabota- ourselves uh-huh. right? when we aren't aware, when, when we try to go for the quick quicker payoff, the easier payoff, the one that requires less... Um, less uh, exertion of energy in our heads. Would you Um, say that's kind of right? Or I I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm, I'm trying to find a quote and, you know, I I would, you would think I'd be able to find it in in my own book, but um, well, I think it's God's book. Here we go. Um, Well, I don't mean that in a blasphemous way. God's book. You know what I mean? It was sort of inspired by things. Um, Anyway, um, you will never feel like doing something more than at the moment, you know, you should be doing it. Hmm. You right?
0: never feel like doing something more more than when you know you should be doing it.
1: Right. Than at the moment when you knew you
0: should do it. Yeah. Huh. So what do you do with that? What does that You do, do it. You do it. You just,
1: you just do it. <laughs> right? I mean, you do it. Yep. And, that's, and that's what I mean is I learned that sentence from this knocking on the doors because we had this sort of saying that you never, never miss a door. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you don't pass doors because what would happen is you go, you know, you go, uh, they look really rich. So they'll probably blow me off or, you know, you can uh, tend to do that. And what happens is all the doors that you pass are the ones that we're going to buy. <laughs> so uh, so when you don't do that and so here's what happens, you're like, oh, my God, the dad's out in the driveway. Oh, I don't want to go. Boom. Turn right in the driveway. Right. And remember, the hardest door to open is your car door. And then. You run up to the house or, you, you know, you talk to the dad and go, hey, I'm just talking to all the moms out here. You know, you kind of blow them off and run in the house. And um, and then, you know, mom ends up buying four or five hundred dollars worth of books. Yeah. And, and the same thing happens with doTERRA. Those people that you think that, oh, they probably wouldn't be open like they buy a diamond kit or they buy something huge. So it's just when you
0: feel that feeling that, oh, I don't want to do this. They're the buyers. So go do it. Right. It's it's sort of this feeling that they're the buyers. Do you get into your head though sometimes because you you probably got rejected, quote unquote, eighty percent of the time, or more, or less, um, or what? a lot. Well, le- a lot, less. A lot
1: um, less. I will tell you. I will tell you this in the beginning, a lot mm-hmm. because you're not good. Mm-hmm. But when you get good at human behavior and you know how to cover the objections and you know, like I go into a town. I'm looking, like you do with doTERRA, you know, you're looking for the people that are big in the community. You know, I wanted to, to get the principal or the superintendent to buy the books, right? So that way I could go to the door and, you know, and have those names. Um, so you could
0: say, but, hey, Principal Johnson bought these books. Just, no, just yeah. I was to
1: right. yeah. I was like, hey, you might know a couple hundred people here that bought. And they're like, oh, my God, I know everybody. That's my cousin. That's my sister. That's my this. That's this. And I go, exactly. Mm-hmm. You got a place to sit down. Right. And go ahead. And, and,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. So you got you got much better at it. Um,
1: yeah. So let me tell you this. So in the six summers that I did this and I probably made, you know, thirty five thousand cold calls. How many times do you think I had the door sl- literally slammed in my face?
0: Thirty five thousand um, slammed in your face, maybe one Two. 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 I thought I was being really gracious to you about the hundred.
1: Oh, two. Two people, people are cool. Two are, yeah. And I think you'll find that with, and now remember, I did not sell in mean old big brick, you know, Brentwood. I don't mean to pick on people there, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, where people have a ton of money and they're just angry because phone solicitors and all that, you know, like I worked out in the country, right? so there was double wide trailers and there was 2 million dollar homes and then there was a 200,000 dollar home and then there was a single wide you know and remember don't miss a house cuz the single wides cuz they're not spending 3,000 dollars a month on a house and try as dave ramsey another national person says you know trying to impress people we don't know to have all that stuff mm-hmm. and they would just pull cash out and pay and go hey thanks you know nobody in my family went to college this will really help my kids thanks for coming by right but um, people were very, very friendly. So when you learn, number one, how to approach people and, you know, to open with something common about them. So we would always try to get and I still do this, try to get information about people first. So I can say, Eric, we haven't had a chance to meet yet, but I'm friends with Chrissy Nordoff. Do you know her? Mm-hmm. Right. And right away, I mean, you're not going to slam the door in my face. Right. 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 Yep. There's Especially there. if it's Chrissy. Right.
0: Of course. Yes. Right. Well, I hope this has been inspiring for you. Uh, This is the end of part three of my interview with Neil Anderson, author of Being a Starfish. We continue on with the share cycle in tomorrow's episode, and um, it gets really, really deep. There's some great, great nuggets of information that you're going to be able to take notes on and come away with. Uh, This is great, again, for any entrepreneur, anyone pursuing a dream, pursuing a business, um... Pursuing network marketing business as well as anyone that's doing doTERRA uh, essential oils. And so, uh, Neil is is great. He's such an encouragement. I can't wait till you get into tomorrow's episode. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to that. But for now, that's it for me. As a reminder, go to CourageousCommunity.com and sign up for the Who I Am in Christ audio download. It's a great audio download that allows you to soak in God's truth about who he is and what he says about you and then also uh, give us a rating and review on itunes Uh, that helps us to find helps other people to find us more quickly and uh, easier and then also go to the courageous community and and talk about give feedback and interact with the rest of us as we dive in and talk about what we're learning from neil anderson author of being the starfish i'll be back again for episode four tomorrow on courage cast